Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey y'all, welcome to the very first episode of season four of A Slut with Morals. I'm your curvy host, Ruby May. If you're new here, you can follow me on any social media platform by typing in A Slut With Morals on that platform search engine, or simply click on the link tree in the description below. I did create a new Reddit account and forum so we can talk about the episodes when they drop, or if you have any questions or updates, you are able to ask me there and I'm more than happy to answer. As you know, I love being able to interact with you guys as much as possible and keeping you updated with daily life things and activities. Again, if you're new here and you just started listening, welcome to this podcast of chaos, where we embrace the weird. This podcast is a little bit of everything, a little love, a little dating, a lot of sex, a bit of conspiracy, some dark history, a bit of mental health, and true crime. But this season, oh gosh, this season is going to be a little different. This season, I'm bringing on different people with different backgrounds, different thoughts and opinions from my own. We're going to be challenging and create a little controversy. Everyone I bring on is going to have a different story to tell. This is a season that we talk about the things that almost killed us and made us. And while we're fucking traumatized and hurt and we limp a little bit, we're still pretty fucking resilient, exhausted. But all in all, we're not dead yet, so we'll keep fighting. For old listeners, thank you so much for coming back. Please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. It makes it easier for new listeners to be able to find me, and the more new listeners means a better chance at getting sponsorships. So, thank you again so much. Oh, another really quick thing. I know October is a few months away, but... I want to make some really creepy episodes for Spooktober. So if you'd like to send those in any of your own personal paranormal experiences, I'd love to read your stories and I will absolutely keep you anonymous if you'd like me to. And now, without further ado, welcome to episode one of season four of A Slut with Morals. Happy second anniversary, everyone! I can't believe it. So much of my heart and soul has been poured into each and every single episode. So many hours and nights dedicated to research and drinking and everything in between. And I really would not be here without the love and support of each and every single one of you. New listeners too, thank you so much for tuning in. But what can I say? Stepping away every now and then is pretty good for mental health. I graduate in a few months, so I'll be able to start working at a hospital again, and I'm really hoping to move to a different state here soon. I think Texas is not going in the right direction as far as certain laws that are being passed, and um, 
not that I don't love Texas. It's just, it's getting a little crazy right now. I'm thinking, I'm kind of hoping I can go up north where there's actually four seasons instead of summer and diet summer. I've been looking into a studio for the podcast because let's be real, the setup I have now really hurts the sound quality, but I promise I'm trying to do better. I haven't dated and it's kind of weird. It's just kind of like, it's time to really reel it in because so many new things are happening in life that dating right now just seems kind of impossible. I also learned a huge lesson last year where it was kind of like, oh shit, it's just kind of better to just keep to myself, right? Like, I feel like we're all kind of doing that. I was actually, because I'm addicted to Reddit now, I was reading this forum where it was like, you know, the Ask Men forum. And it was like, single men that chose to be single, why? And the responses on there were freaking crazy. Like, and I've been so into Reddit lately that I literally neglected <laughs> any other social medias. Plus, I was kind of banned on TikTok there for a little bit because I got super wasted and I just went on rants and I just, I guess I got, I don't know. I was kind of thrown off for being like a little controversial or probably just too drunk. Who knows? And it's kind of funny because, you know, like being on, on Reddit and then being on TikTok, like I felt that TikTok was a great place to learn things, but there are so many subreddits on Reddit that I straight, that I just like start going through them and I like, I, can't, I just can't stop reading them. I just can't stop reading them. Dead Bedrooms has been a huge one. Ask Men, another one where it's kind of been a huge eye opener. Ladies, if you don't have a Reddit account, I suggest getting one. Although I'm super happy to say a lot of them just kind of reiterate what I talk about on this podcast. So, what have I been up to? Well, Rockaholics uh, has been on the up and up. Alec and I have just gotten into a better rhythm and we both crack up at the messages where y'all say we need to be together because of the severe sexual tension on the show. And we're like, we're literally across the country from each other. He's in Wisconsin and I'm in Texas. I, oh my God, I even laugh when I get messages on like OnlyFans talking about I should have Alec volunteer to, I should should have Alec volunteer to do um, content with me. And I'm like, he's in Wisconsin. But the fact that the support from the show transcends into OnlyFans just cracks me up, but I still appreciate it. I do have some updates on past episodes I've done, and this is the anal tips and tricks. I've learned a lot about myself and how to avoid certain sticky situations during anal. I learn, I've learned that doing an anal douche with warm water and not one with medication like Fleet will help so much. The medication in a Fleet will keep you going to the bathroom for a few hours and can ultimately ruin the moment, unfortunately. So using warm water from like an enema bulb every 30 minutes up to an hour before sexy time will help and doing it just a bit at a time instead of the entire bottle will definitely help too. Just keep going until it runs clear. Oh, and definitely use lube on it so your butthole doesn't get too sore from it. Moving on. I've been working out and I'm not posting any gains until my birthday weekend, so that'll be August 30th. Uh, I am going to go see my guru, Jess the Prequel, who I think I've talked about either on TikTok or I've talked about on this podcast before. I'm not too sure, but I know that I've talked about her before. I just, you know, everything just kind of runs together for me sometimes. So 
yeah, I get to go see her for my birthday and I'm super excited. So supporting the podcast, listening to it over and over again, etc. whatever you want to do, like, tag, share, please. Every penny counts. I've had a lot of work to, oh, I've had a lot of time to work on the book I've been writing. I've, I've completed an extra six chapters, so I'm almost ready to end it soon and I'll be announcing it once I self-publish it on Amazon because I learned that you can do that. So I'm super excited about that. Now, something that you guys keep asking me questions about, you guys are sending me memes about, sending me videos about, and I just want y'all to know that on the Johnny and Amber Heard case, I'll keep updating you guys on a lot of it. There are so many things being brought to light and different circumstances around it that I think I should wait for it to be over or close to over before I make an entire episode or two surrounding it. But there are, I mean, there have definitely been some favorite characters in court from Alejandro, the security guard, or Dorman, I'm not too sure, Depp's physician, Amber Heard's psychologist, Shannon Curry. I mean, pretty much after that testimony, it should have just ended, honestly. Milani has said that the concealer that Amber Heard claimed to carry on her person at all times wasn't even made until December 2017, almost a year after Heard and Depp divorced. But come on, y'all. Amber Heard shit the bed, literally. A lot of things that have been brought to light. Amber, I don't want to say it too soon, but Amber is just, I mean, she completely fired her PR team the day before, or the week before she was supposed to stand on stand on the witness stand. And it's just, from other things that I've heard, is that so many signatures to get her written out of Aquaman 2, the petitions, the signatures on the petition have reached, I believe, 3 million signatures. And I think what they've pretty much just done is shortened her role on there to only 10 minutes. Yeah, uh, it would be better if she just wasn't in it at all. Um, on this podcast, we are Team Johnny, and I stand by him. And it's kind of funny watching the trials because the way this man and his team of lawyers is just cool, calm, and collected during the trial, you know, and it just shows and it proves that, you know, he's, he has nothing, he's, he's not lying about anything, you know, and Amber's team, they're usually just like scrambling, they're running around, they're looking at documents, and it's crazy to see like the comparison of it, you know, but once all information or most information is out, I'll, I'll definitely be doing an entire episode or two on it. Now, something else that I do want to talk about was the slap heard around the world, aka Smith slapping the absolute shit out of Chris Rock at the Oscars. So let's talk about that for a second, because I think so much has been under the microscope that things about the relationship is also being brought to light, probably just as much as Amber. And I think that this is a great day to talk about toxic femininity. Now, the slap is now kind of pinning the spotlight on Jada more than it is Will, and this is kind of what I want to look at. So, are you ready for the very first timeline of season four? Here we go. Born September 18th, 1971, as Jada Corin Pinkett in Baltimore, Maryland, Jada Pinkett Smith became an actress, producer, singer, and songwriter. She got her big break in 1991 
when she landed on the role of Lena James on the NBC sitcom A Different World. Since then, she has starred in various films including The Nutty Professor, Set It Off, Jason's Lyric, The Matrix Reloaded, Girl's Trip, and she also voiced uh, Gloria the Hippo in Madagascar. She co-hosts the Emmy-winning Facebook watch series Red Table Talk with her mother and her daughter, Willow Smith. She is also the co-founder of Westbrook Incorporated, an entertainment company she started with husband and actor Will Smith. So Pinkett also wrote a children's book, Girls Hold Up This World, which was published in 2004 and landed at number two on the New York Times bestseller list. In an article by Marco.com, it came out that Jada, while widely rumored to have been with the late Tupac, they were never romantically involved. So the article reads, but contrary to popular opinion, their relationship was never romantic. They shared a close friendship that was very unique. Tupac was convinced he was going to be part of Jada's life until they grew old despite not being romantic. Pac was still overly protected of Jada and he was always checking on the men she dated. He felt that any man who stood in the way of his friendship with her was gonna be a problem. Yeah, that's not fucking weird right? But in order to kind of understand what is happening inside of Will Smith's head when he slaps Chris Rock while trying to defend his wife, we need to go back nearly three decades before The Fresh Prince, before he met Jada. The article continued, by the time Jada started dating Will Smith in the late 90s, Tupac was deep in a way between, between, oh my god, I'm getting fucking mush mouth between factions inside the hip-hop community that ended up claiming both his life and the life of Notorious B.I.G. An East Coast versus West Coast battle that ended in the terrible tragedy of losing two of the greatest to ever do it. Due to these issues Tupac was dealing with, Jada reportedly asked him to not attack Will Smith in any way because Will Smith was an East Coast rapper. Pac allegedly took this personally and he disclosed his inner circle that he felt offended by Jada's request, but also realized he brought this on himself for living that famous thug life. Okay. Apparently, and according to this article, Smith was always jealous of Tupac's relationship and with the woman that would eventually become his wife. A sentiment he definitely couldn't control and one that he apparently regrets to this day. But Will Smith didn't really shy away from the idea that he was always jealous of Tupac, you know, like he was kind of open and honest about it, but he was always the one, like Will Smith was the one who always made it weird. He was the one who refused to approach the, to approach Tupac and not the other way around. In reality, Tupac did lead that thug life, but you can tell he ultimately was kind of like a pacifist simply by hearing him talk and listening to a lot of his lyrics. The, the difference is that Will Smith was always clean with his music and Pac was, well, it was fucking Pac. Of course, he's going to use profanity. Both of them were masters at their craft, but Pac was the true wordsmith out of the two. Will went on to become one of the most powerful stars in the world, but he never got the chance to spend quality time with Tupac. And in 1996, the late rapper's death hurt Jada because, well, she was losing one of her childhood friends. A year later, she married Will Smith, but never forgot Tupac. So, let's not skip that part, because in an episode of The Red Table, 
In 2018, Jada openly admits to not wanting to marry Will Smith whatsoever. And she states, I really didn't want to get married. I cried the entire way down the aisle at the horrible reception. Then it became known that the only reason she even got married is because she got pregnant with her son Jaden and her mom essentially made her. What? 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 Okay. What? Okay. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put a little pin in there. Okay. To the side. So let's talk about Will Smith and then we'll get back to this fucking fiasco. So, born on September 25th, 1968. So, born on September 25th, 1968, Willard Carroll Smith Jr. (laughs) Willard, okay. Was born in Philadelphia. He is an American actor, rapper, and producer. Smith launched his career as a rapper as the Fresh Prince. In 1988, alongside DJ Jazzy Jeff, Smith won the first Grammy ever presented in the rap performance category for parents just don't understand. Smith got his break as an actor on the television show The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And that was that aired from 1990 through 1996, I believe. And in 1992, Smith appeared in Where the Day Takes You, marking the beginning of his movie career. Of course, he rounded up the 90s starring in the ro- in really well-known movies such as Bad Boys, Independence Day, and of course, Men in Black some of my favorites. And in 2002, Smith received his first Oscar nomination for his portrayal of Muhammad Ali in the biopic Ali. His second Oscar nod came in the 2007s for The Pursuit of Happiness, um, Hitch, uh, I'm sorry, for The Pursuit of Happiness, and then he had other notable films in the 2000s, Hitch, I Am Legend, I Robot, Seven Pounds, Hancock, and then Smith appeared in the, Smith appeared in Focus, Suicide Squad, and Aladdin, before starring in the critically acclaimed King Richard in 2021. And in 2002, Smith won his first Oscar for his portrayal of Richard Williams. His win was then overshadowed by a 10-year ban from the Academy Awards, which resulted after he slapped Chris Rock on stage. And we're back full circle. So, if you didn't watch the first clip that came out, which by now, that should be difficult, Chris Rock, you know, came out and made a joke at his Madagascar co-star, Jada, who four years ago in 2018 came out publicly, and she said that she had alopecia. Although, she said that she was super proud of it, you know? Now, if you don't know, alopecia is an autoimmune disease that attacks the hair follicles and causes hair loss. Essentially, sis is going bald. So Chris Rock comes out and says, Jada, can't wait for G.I. Jane 2. And the clip shows her and Will laughing. Then Will looks over at her and she rolls her eyes and looks super annoyed. Like she looks super bothered. Like just, I fucking can't. Like I'm so over this. At which point, okay. And this is kind of like funny to me because Jada and Chris Rock work together on the Madagascar films. You know what I mean? So she already knows like her co-star's sense of humor you know I just like she not like they're like it's a I'm sure like it's a friendly I mean I don't know them I'm not there but I'm sure that it's a friendly uh exchange wouldn't it be like I think about it and I'm like that would be like a friendly like exchange like ah 
you know like they know each other you know like friends tend to roast each other like i don't i don't know me and josie like we fucking crack on each other all the time i don't know maybe it's just me (sighs) anyway it's at this point that will gets up gets on stage like he literally walks his little happy ass on stage or his bothered ass on stage and just smacks the shit out of chris rock ross the face retreats to his seat and he says keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth it was literally one of the weirdest things ever it was almost as if will was in a way kind of like forced to stand up for his wife right like he is visibly shaking and his voice is shaking and he just looks absolutely distraught and jada offers no sympathy whatsoever she doesn't lean across him she doesn't pat him on the on the arm or the hand or anything she's not like thank you baby thank you no 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 my little heathens absolutely the fuck not she doesn't uh days later another clip is circling and it shows that once will smith sits back down beside his wife jada at the oscars jada does nothing she doesn't comfort him like i said she doesn't do anything and then Chris Rock ends up making another joke and she laughs at it like it's fucking nothing oh my god like I saw that and like the whole world literally erupted right we all did we all erupted we saw this and we're like bro this is fucked some of them supported Will Smith for doing so and then I did not the whole world is now calling Will a cuck and now why is the world calling Will Smith a cuckold well because in an episode of the red table Jada openly talks about having an affair with August Alsina back in 2016 and I believe she talked about this in 2018 she had the affair with August in 2016 we all saw the memes of Will Smith crying Now, on the red table, she does talk about how her and Will were separated at some point. I I never, ever read this. I never saw that in any of the tabloids or anything, which I really don't read tabloids, so that's probably why. But, like I said, TikTok is an amazing place to learn shit. And so, we all saw the memes of Will Smith crying. Can you imagine the most terrible way of a wife, a woman, to emasculate her husband on a globally watched internet show. Well, more clips have recently been circulating, and one of them is how Jada just blatantly disrespects him by posting a video of them, and he's asking her to please not record him, and she's like in a very sarcastic tone, I should add. As you can see, our therapist has helped us out so much. Two things. One, she definitely overstepped a boundary that Will had definitely laid down before two she gave a snippet to the world showing her severely narcissistic ways you guys know my stance on this because so many people have been calling will smith a beta and saying that jada is the alpha woman in their relationship but is she or is she just a narcissistic woman that takes advantage of those so much that she breaks them down like when i watched that clip It just looked like Will was just, like, fucking done with her. You know when you get a point in a relationship where everything and anything that someone says or does to you, you just no longer give a fuck? Like, you're just like, whatever, I I really don't give a fuck anymore. Like, go fuck yourself. 
I'm done caring. Like, you stop caring. And so this person is just there. Like, they're just there. You know, but, oh, you know, and, and then other, other, like, people were like, oh, but if Will is an alpha male, he would never be able to be broken down. Well, let's look at the facts. Emotional abuse can be difficult for the person on the receiving end to accept that they're being emotionally abused. And it's really funny, too, because a lot of people don't even know when they're being emotionally abused. At first, they may be in denial that the person they're in a relationship with is engaging in emotionally abusive behavior. For example, they'll start to feel shame, hopelessness, fear, and confusion in their entire life, like their relationship, the way that they parent. I mean, it's pretty devastating. And as they deal with emotional effects of this, they may also start to feel some physiological effects of the abuse. And these effects can include moodiness, aches and pains, difficulty concentrating, and even muscle tension. And the longer that the emotional abuse continues, the more prolonged these effects can become. So emotional abuse is honestly just like physical abuse. It can have severely long-term effects on the brain and body. In fact, according to one study, severe emotional abuse can be as damaging as physical abuse and contribute to depression and low self-esteem. And the study also suggested that emotional abuse may contribute to the development, listen to this, you guys, of chronic conditions such as fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome. In addition, a person can experience insomnia, like I said, chronic pain, uh, social withdrawal or loneliness, guilt, anxiety, and eventual feelings that their partner or parent is correct, that they're no good or ugly or worthless. I mean, how many of us have been in a relationship where we just feel so low, just so low, right? This person has been tearing us down so much, so consistently that we don't even know that it's abuse. To us, it's just another day. It's just a way of life, right? It's It, it becomes our normal. So, now, they've been married for over 20 years, right? I think it's like 26 years. So imagine 26 years of abuse. People in their right mind, you guys. Y'all, people in their right mind, okay? They don't assault other people over a joke. That's fact. Bothered or not. Will could have taken Chris to the side at the after party and been like, no, bro, what you did was not okay. But, you know, comedians make jokes, offensive ones at that. And that's why we appreciate them. That's why we love comedians. Because they say what's on everybody's mind. And comedians say what we're too afraid to say. And those of you saying and joking, you know, like, oh, Will was right to slap slap the absolute shit out of him. Okay, so then whenever you say something offensive, you should be slapped. You are openly suggesting that if you offend someone, they have every right to just assault you. That's what you're saying. That's what you're agreeing to. Oh, yeah. 
if Jada really loved Will, and if she was as alpha as they claim her to be, she would have held her husband back and said like, nah, baby, nah, baby, it ain't the time right now. Get your award, then let's go home. I'll bitch about it later. This is your night. You know, don't, don't even worry about this right now. We can, I'll, I'll bitch later, you know? And in the end, honestly, I really hope that Will Smith seeks therapy and just finds the strength to leave his wife. Because let's be real, Will could have anyone in the world that he wants. Anyone. He's a famous multimillionaire. He's a good actor. You know, we grew up watching him. This man is deeply hurt. He ruined his 30-year career in a matter of seconds. And just like Johnny Depp, see, we're coming full circle, but just like Johnny Depp, after all of those false allegations by Amber Heard, it'll be very hard for Will to ever set foot on stage or sets ever again. Now, some of you don't care about it, and that's fine. Some of you do care. I know I'll be receiving messages about how I don't have the right to talk about this because I'm not black. You're absolutely right. I'm not black, but I am a human being. And if someone assaulted me over a joke or what have you in front of friends, family, and on national television, rest assured, I'd sue. All right, I don't know. I boycotted Fantastic Beasts and I'm boycotting Aquaman too. There's no reason that I need to watch either one. Um, Johnny Depp isn't in Fantastic Beasts anymore. And Amber Heard has Aquaman and I'm definitely not going to be watching that shit. But all right, y'all. That's all for me today. Thank you so much for tuning into the very first episode of A Slut With Morals Season 4. I can't wait to read your reviews and messages on this episode. Thank you so much for all of the support over the two over the last two years. Until next week, hit up the Patreon. It's just a dollar a month if you want to support the podcast. Find out what I'm up to. Check out the new merch that just dropped. Patreon subscribers already get a go at the new merch at the online store with an exclusive promo code for 20% off. I love you all. Thank you so much for letting me be the voice in your ear. Don't forget to rate the podcast and tell all of your friends about it. And once again, every day is a good day to be better than who you were yesterday. Okay? Thanks. Bye.